Good morning. It is an awesome morning to be here to worship. Today we're going to continue our journey. We're going to continue our journey to perfection. Again, we're using the concept of ships to compare to our journey to be more like Christ every day. Last week we talked about relationship. The ship I want to talk about today is worship. Something we hear a lot. We hear about worship a whole lot. Today I want to dive into what worship really means. But remember, as we go through this journey, I'm always going to relate back to relationship. I will always relate back to our relationship with Christ. But I've been blessed to be a part of church a long time. I've done a few different jobs in church. Hadn't always been a pastor. I've done other jobs at church. Um, I've been on a worship committee. And of course, I'm on a worship committee here as the pastor now. But I should really understand what worship means. I've been a part of it my whole life. I don't ever remember not being a part of worship. But until just a few years ago, I had never really thought about what worship truly means. It was just a word that I've heard. It's just something we did on Sunday morning. But a couple or a few, a few years ago now, I thought about it a little bit more. I thought about it more. I, I, I researched it a little bit to find out what it was. And the reason why I did, I was a lay speaker, and I was getting ready to take a lay speaking class on worship. So I wanted to prepare myself a little bit before I went to class. I'm like, I know the term, but I really don't know exactly what we'll do. So I started researching the term worship. And again, I'm embarrassed to tell you how little I knew. I grew up worshiping. I grew up in church. I've seen worship. But what does it really mean? If you look in the dictionary, Webster says it's the act of showing respect and love for God, especially by praying with other people who believe the same God. The act of worshiping is putting God in the center. You see, I researched the origin of that word worship. I researched where it came from. Again, I've heard it my whole life, but I really wanted to know what truly is worship. There are actually four Greek words that all translate to the old English term, worth Skype. It translates to worth Skype. And the origin of the English worth Skype means worthiness, respect, from worth, worthy. It's like, kind of like worth plus Skype. Worth Skype. It means to place value. To place value on something. When we worship something, we place value on it. When we worship God, we place value on our relationship with God. Then, after I found the definition and found the origin of the word, I looked at the United Methodist Book of Worship. I didn't find a definition there. When I, ref- when I referenced the Book of Worship, I saw basic patterns of worship, orders of worship, and I found each one of those very interesting and meaningful. I really enjoyed doing it. 
The closest thing I can find to a definition is the five principles of worship. And these five principles are God is primary. God's word is primary. Scripture is the primary purpose while we're here. We discern who God is by reading Scripture. The second principle of worship is active congregational participation. It's crucial. As the word of God is heard in the congregation, the congregation is called to response. People need to be able to share themselves and share their relationship with God as we worship. It says spontaneity and order are both important. I like order, but every now and then we need a little more spontaneity. Both are important. Sometimes when we put order so important, we get very rigid. And too much spontaneity leads to chaos. So there has to be a good balance between the two. Worship, anything we do in worship should be relevant and inclusive. You see, all are called to worship. So all should find points of connection in a worship service. Worship is also communion. It brings together us. It brings us here together. We're all here to worship. It unites God with humans. Worship ties humans to each other and to God. Communion is a centerpiece of worship. We need to be here together worshiping. Matter of fact, though, we need to be worshiping every day. If we only worship on Sunday morning, then it's hard to maintain the value we should have on God. We need to worship every day. That's why when I got deeper into worship and its true meaning, it's more than what we do here for an hour on Sunday morning. True worship happens every day. When you put God in the center of your life, you'll worship when we're here together communally or you'll worship when you're by yourself at home. Putting God first, putting God in the center is what true worship is. Now I'm going to read a scripture. I'm going to read from Romans. I'm going to read the first two verses of the 12th chapter of Romans. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present yourself, your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for this scripture, Lord. Just thank you for creating us to worship you, Lord. I pray that as we study the scripture, Lord, your words flow through me, Lord, that uh, each person here, each person that may be listening online, Lord, they receive the message you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good to us. 
I will repeat that. God is so good to us. Sometimes that, I think that fact makes us very content. It makes us look at worship backwards. God is so good to us that we get things backwards. Sometimes I like to compare worship to cats and dogs. Yeah, cats and dogs are blessed. If you don't believe me, go look at the front porch. <laughs> but we need to feed our animals. If you feed a dog, that dog thinks you're God. He'll worship you. Cats are different. Sometimes we're too much like cats. If you feed a cat, he thinks he's God. Sometimes I think we get so content with our many blessings, we start thinking like cats. We think that we are created for God to provide for us, which he does provide for us. But the true reason why we're really created is to worship him. To worship him, to give him the praise and the glory. We get things so backwards because we are so blessed. We're supposed to worship God every day. We're supposed to worship God in everything that we do. When we're reading the Bible, we should be looking at ways to place God in the center of our lives and everything else rotate around him. When Jesus was asked which commandment in the law was the greatest, he said, the greatest commandment is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and prophets. First, we've got to love God with everything that we have, our whole being. He needs to be the center of our life. No matter if we're at church or if we're at school or if we're at home, if things are going great or things are a little bit of a struggle. Everything we need, we do should be centered around our love for God. You see, God's the most important thing you can have. When we talk about worth, again, that worship means worth. When we place worth on something, it truly, if, if God is really worthy, if he's really worth what we believe that he is, he should be in the center of everything we do. Why? That's the purpose of your life. Your, pur your purpose in life, the reason why you were created, the reason why God put you on earth, is so you can have a relationship with him. And that relationship with him should be the most important thing in your life. You see, unfortunately, a lot of people go through life and never have that relationship. They never have that relationship with God. So they miss the first purpose of their life. We're all made to know God. We're all made to worship God. Not to have religion, not to have rituals, but to have a true relationship with Him. That's why He says that the most important thing you can do is to worship Him, to praise Him. That means that when we put Christ in the center of our lives, we put the other needs of others ahead of our own. When we put Christ in the center of our life, that means that we put other needs, others' needs ahead of ours. That's what it means. So if we're truly worshiping, 
We're serving others. We're serving needy. We're serving people who don't have clothing and basic needs. We're serving animals that are on their own. We're serving, we're serving everyone. We're called to serve everyone. We're called to, I'm called to put your needs ahead of mine. When I do that, I'm worshiping. Again, worshiping is simply building your life around God, not the other way around. Too often we let a relationship with God be something on the outskirts. And when we get God out of the center, do you know what takes its place? It may be, it may be a, a tangible thing or it could be an activity, but truly it's because we're selfish. That means we're worshiping ourselves. When we let other things kick God out of the center of our life, that means that we are the center of our life and we're not called to worship ourselves. That's selfish. We're called to worship God. God needs to be the center of our life. When God's the center of our life, we have more peace. We have less worry. See, it's hard to worship and worry at the same time. But I know I'm a worrier, so that gets in the way of me all the time. Because I'm a fixer. I want to make everything okay for everybody. But I need to leave it to God. Everything that's going on in my life, I can't control. But when I place it at his feet, I'm worshiping him. He's going to take care of my every need. You see, sometimes we let other things get in the way, though. Maybe our career, maybe our golf game. Maybe money. It may be, it could be anything. Remember that your career, your golf game, your money, they may be important, but they can't be the center of your life. Again, the old English term is worth Skype. It means to place a value. I've learned that we can tell where we truly place our value in life. We can examine two things. To tell what we truly worship. It's where we spend our time. It's where we spend our money. We can look at our calendars and our checkbook and tell what we're worshiping. See, that hits home with me. I like things. But acquiring things can't be the purpose of our life. The purpose of our life must be to grow our relationship with Jesus Christ every day. Back when I was a youth leader... And even as a pastor, sometimes the question I get is, is so-and-so a sin? Is such, is such and such a sin? Is blank a sin? You can fill in the blank with whatever you want to because my answer is always the same. Again, you can put in that blank, what is blank a sin? Is blank a sin? You can put whatever you want to there. From youth, it was usually smoking, Drinking, cheating on a test, all kinds of things. But you can place whatever you want to in that blank. But the answer is this. If it separates you from God, it's a sin. If it removes God from the center of your life, it's a sin. We don't need to label sin. If you're not worshiping God, if you're worshiping something else, that's an idol, that's a sin. If it keeps you from growing your relationship with God, it's a sin. If it keeps God from being the center of your life, it's a sin. That means you're placing more value on something else. We get too caught up in labeling and ranking sins when it's this simple. 
If Christ is not the center of your life, you need to remove whatever is. Anything that causes us not to worship is a sin. Whenever we focus on God, whenever we put Him at the center of our life, that's called worship. So what's the best way to worship? Do we light incense? Do we come and do these certain things? I have to, do I have to say certain things? Do I have to wear certain No. Worship is putting God first. Putting your relationship with Him first. Everything else is on the outskirts. God is in the middle. In the Bible, there's only one requirement for genuine worship. Jesus says in John 4, 23 and 24, True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the, fathers need, the Father needs. Again, we're called to worship God. God wants us to worship Him. Genuine worship means to worship in spirit. It means that we don't just give lip service and say that we're a Christian. We actually put into work what we study in the Bible. We actually put into work what we're called to do. That is worship. God says don't be a hypocrite when you worship. Your worship must be authentic. You've got to really mean it. Again, people can tell when we're not worshiping. Usually, if I'm not, somebody else notices it. If I'm off balance, it's usually somebody else that notices it first. I think, oh, that's why I have been so down. That's why I have not been able to sleep. That's why, you know what, God's got to be the center. For me to operate, God's got to be the center of my life. Again, Sunday mornings, Wednesday evenings. When we're all together, that's extremely important. This is my favorite hour of the week. But it can't be the only hour that I worship. I hope this is your favorite hour of the week. But it can't be the only hour that you worship. Again, the first purpose, purpose of our life should be to worship Him. Hopefully I've opened your eyes. I know when I studied this... It opened my eyes to worship. I look at worship a whole different way. Again, it's not just a service on Sunday morning. It's not just an event on the weekend. If we're truly worshiping, if we're truly worshiping and God's truly at the center of our lives, we should have more peace. We should be able to love even the unlovable. We should be able to serve people that may not be like us. When we're truly worshiping and God's the center of our life, sometimes what we're called to do may look big, but if we're truly worshiping, we're letting the Spirit guide us and we're staying in the Word of God, we lay it at the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do some amazing things through Him. If we're truly worshiping. This morning, if you're here and you're on this journey and you have... Maybe you have some things that have come up that may have replaced God in the center of your life. I pray this morning that you put him back there. Or this morning, if you're listening and you don't have a relationship with God, you've never made that decision, I pray that this morning you come to that knowing, loving relationship with Jesus Christ. 
and you place him at the center of your life. Lord, that's the most important decision that we can make. Next week, we're going to continue worshiping. Hopefully all week. The next ship we're going to discuss is discipleship. I think fellowship, leadership, stewardship, I think is the order. But discipleship is what we'll discuss next. Remember, these ships build on each other. You can't worship if you don't have a relationship. The relationship is utmost importance in our life. After we have that relationship, keeping Christ in the center. I pray this week that... Uh, you concentrate on keeping Christ in that center. If things are going really good, you should be praising him. If things are not going so good, we should be laying at his feet and say, Lord, please, I can't do this on my own. He'll take your burdens. I love you, but he loves us more than we can even imagine. I challenge you to worship him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for creating us to worship you, Lord. I just pray that, uh, that we all this week, Lord, we keep you at the center of our lives, Lord. That, uh, that we place our value in our relationship with you. Not in things, not in status, not in our careers, but Lord, just our relationship with you. That's solely where our value should be. Lord, I pray this morning for someone here or someone listening that don't have that relationship with you. Lord, they come to that knowing, loving relationship, Lord, and they receive salvation that can only come through you. Lord, I pray for those of us who've been on this journey for a while, Lord, we keep you in the center. Lord, thank you for most of all for being on this journey with us. Lord, thank you for being our example, our perfect example as we're on this journey. In Jesus' name, amen.